Superman, the yellow mask, steals fuel for the atomic beam. February 28th, 1940. The Adventures of Superman. Kellogg's Pep Super Delicious Cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And now Superman, amazing figure from another world with powers and abilities never before realized by mortal men. When we last saw Superman in his disguise as young Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet, he and his editor, Perry White, had just received a warning telephone message from a mysterious voice which identified itself as the Yellow Mask. In exactly 24 hours, said the mask, the Daily Planet would be blown to a thousand fragments. Horror-stricken, Kent and his chief stared at each other in the humming office, and then pandemonium. Sirens wailed in the streets. Police, search the building for bombs. Today, as our story opens, we find ourselves far from the doomed offices of the Daily Planet. Dr. Sven Dalgreen shows an unexpected visitor about his laboratory, explaining its wonders, and also explaining his latest invention. Listen. Please do not touch that window frame. So, it is not clean, perhaps. It looks clean. Oh yes, quite clean, but it is weird. It carries a powerful electrical charge. Most interesting. Are you experimenting in electricity, Dr. Dahlgren? You have come to see my latest discovery, have you not, Professor Smith? Indeed. And so have others. You are not the first. Others would not only like to see it, but to gain possession of it. No, I cannot believe it. Oh, it is quite true, I assure you. For weeks past, ever since the work got out of what I was doing, I have been annoyed and even threatened. Threatened? Dr. Dahlgren, by whom? I don't know. Queer voices over the telephone, mysterious visitors in the middle of the night. Yes, it is why I had the laboratory wired. But what do they want? They want my invention. They realize whoever owns it controls a practically unlimited power. Unlimited power? Is that true? Certainly, Professor Smith. Unlimited power for destruction. Which is why I'm determined to keep the discovery a closely guarded secret. In the world today, my friend, there is destruction enough. Men are at one another's throats like dogs gone mad. No, I will never be a party to a war in bloodshed. Ah, but come, I waste time. Into this room. Professor, don't brush against the metal work. There it is, on the table, Professor. That is the machine. So small. My latest development, small, light, compact, but deadly. Uh, now, please stand exactly where you are and watch closely what happens to that glass on the edge of the table. Watch. It, it's amazing. 
The glass was shattered. Now watch that small steel ball. Why, why it's gone? Then is it blown into atomic dust? Then it's true. I didn't believe, but it's true. Certainly it's true. Based on the power of atomic force, everything in the universe has a certain vibration point, Professor Smith. And my machine focuses a beam of vibrating infra-gamma rays wherever I choose to direct it. And then, any object in the path of the beam begins to vibrate at a certain point depending on the object. Atomic force is overcome, and the object simply disappears, explodes, if you like, into nothing. Doctor, you say any object? Any object whatsoever at distances up to a mile. Unbelievable, my dear doctor. Let me be the first to congratulate you. Thank you, thank you. You've done me a great service, Doctor. You placed in my hands an instrument of destruction that will at last give me what I've been asking. Absolute control of the world and every living thing in it. What? What do you mean? You have been horribly misled, Dr. Dahlgreen. I am not Professor Smith of Hawthorne University. Mere men who work under me know me by quite another name. I am destined to become supreme ruler of the universe with this deadly machine. Get out of my laboratory! Get out before I... You won't do anything, Doctor. Not if you value your life. This gun I hold in my hand is fully loaded. Take care. You're mad, utterly mad. How far do you think you'll get with that machine? The police will be on the reach of the police, I assure you. I have laid my plans with great care, Doctor. First, I shall destroy the building which houses one of your great newspapers. Because a reporter on that paper foiled my plans in the West and succeeded in jailing two of my men. When that is done, I will go about the task of creating for myself the position I rightly deserve, Emperor of the World. And now, I must go. Put that machine down. Put it down, I tell you. Michael, stop him. Ha, ha, ha. Ah, no. No living thing can stop me now. Goodbye, doctor. Don't let him get away, Michael. Doctor, what's happened? Go catch him, Michael. Catch him. Doctor, what's the matter? You're pale. He got away with the atomic beam, Michael. Do you know what this means? That lunatic, he has in his hands the power of life and death. He's a walking symbol of death. Where is Clark Kent? Minute he gets back, send him in. Here I am, Mr. White. Oh, Kent, where have you been? Down in the cellar, helping the police. Turn up anything? Any sign of a bomb? Not a thing, Mr. White. We comb the building from top to bottom. Anything up there? No, not so far. What's the time? It's four o'clock. If that fellow really meant business, we've only got about two hours to go. I'm in your office, Mr. White. 
Oh, thanks, Lois. And by the way, Ken, I don't think you know Miss Lane. Lois, this is Clark Kent. How do you do? Oh, how do you do? You wait here until I get back, Kent. I won't be a minute. Oh, the boy wonder, huh? Why, Miss Lane, what do you mean? They tell me that you talked yourself into a job, went out west and came back with the biggest story of the month. All in less than a week. Well, uh, I guess I was pretty lucky. <laughs> I'll say you were lucky. Now you're the white-haired boy, huh? I'm afraid I don't understand. Get the old man hypnotized. He thinks you're Horace Greeley. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't. Oh, don't act so dumb. All this nonsense about a time bomb in the cellar. What's the big idea? Miss Lane, I only wish I knew. You mean to tell me you didn't make it up out of your head? I certainly did not. I don't believe it. Well, now what's the matter? Listen, do you hear something? Well, I hear presses in the basement. No, no, outside. Pardon me a minute. Come to the window. Now, don't you hear anything? What do you think you hear? A plane. There's a plane out there, flying low. Now look, Mr. Kent, this is a big town. You'll find quite a few planes flying around here all day and night. If that bothers you, you better go back to the farm. No, really, I mean it. Yes, really, I mean it too. Tell the old man about your big discovery. Here he comes now. Well, well, anything new? Yes, your star reporter heard a plane. It was flying pretty low, Mr. White. Oh, I've got a job for you, Lois. Yeah? A good job? Go out and interview a scientist. Human interest stuff. Who is he and where? Dr. Sven Dalgreen. Got his own laboratory out on Haven Ave. Look that number up in the book. Who is he, Mr. White? What's on his mind? Leading American investigator in the field of atomic energy. My sweet chief. Yeah, come on, now get going, Lois, get going. This paper's been tied in with science. We've been after Dahl Green for a long time, and now he comes to us. Why? Well, he said somebody stole a new machine that he invented. I couldn't make much sense out of it, but he seemed pretty worried. Wanted me to rush the story into print. Well, what's the matter with the police? I suggested that, but he said he needed more than just the police. Sounds cracked, but it may be a yarn. On your way, girly. Oh. All right, if you say so, Mr. White, I'll get out there. So long, Mr. Star Reporter. You come with me, Kent, into the office. I can't stand much more of this. I know, Mr. White, it's nerve-wracking, but this yellow mask business. Worse than that, I don't know whether to believe it or not. If we could only get a lead. Ordinarily, I wouldn't give it a second thought, just another crank. But I don't know, Kent. I swear I don't know. Well, what's the time now? Five after four. Don't keep thinking about the time, Mr. White. Confounded! What else can I think of? Two hours more, we may get blown to glory. What do you think? About the yellow mask? Can he do what he says? Well, let's hope that he can't, Mr. White. Yeah, but you're afraid that he can. And the devil of it is, so am I. Well, if it hadn't been for that business out west, well, maybe you ought to empty the building. No, no. You want us to be the laughing stock of the city? Suppose something happens. On the other hand, suppose something does. 
Well, they can't intimidate me. If the yellow mask means business, they'll find us right here at 6 o'clock. City room, White. Mr. White, this is Dr. Dahlgren speaking. Oh, yes, yes, Mr. Dahlgren. One of our best people on the way to your laboratory right at this minute. No, no, that is not what I called to tell you. Yes, yes. The man who stole my atomic beam mentioned a newspaper. He said... Yes? What did he say? Something about destroying a newspaper. What's that again? Listen, doctor, doctor. Hello, 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 Dahlgren. Hello, hello. Yes, Mr. White. I was cut off. Get me Dr. Dahlgren at his laboratory, quick. Sorry, Mr. White, I'll call you. We were cut off. No, he was cut off. I'm sure of it. You heard all that? Mr. White, that scientist, what was he working on? I don't know, some kind of gadget to release atomic force. A machine? I imagine so, why? Don't you see, Mr. White? That's our lead. The man who broke in and robbed him was the Yellow Mask. Kent, I think you're right. Dahlgreen said that the burglar mentioned destroying a newspaper. Then I must be right. Now look here. We've searched the building and haven't found a thing. No packages, no wires. If the Daily Planet is really going to be blown up, then it's got to be done from outside. Maybe from above. Airplane? It was flying too low for a transport, Mr. White. That plane was spying out the lay of the land. And at six o'clock with Dahlgren's machine, they'll come back again and... Hello, Dahlgren. Sorry, Mr. White. Mr. Dahlgren's telephone is out of order. Kent, do you hear that? Dahlgren's line is dead. Cut. That settles it, Chief. I'll be seeing you later. Kent, Kent, where are you going? After Miss Lane. Something's wrong with Dahlgren. If it's a mask, well, there's not much time left to stop him. So long! Hey, kid, what's your hurry? Yeah, got another front-page scoop, Kent? <laughs> oh, thank heaven, the locker room is empty. It's Superman's turn now. Someone's coming. The window. Out. And up. Up. Not much time left to find Miss Lane. Find out what happened at Dahlgreens and stop the yellow mask. Higher we go, higher, and faster, and faster, and faster. Deadly peril hangs over the offices of the Daily Planet. Already the yellow mask is in possession of a mighty terrible weapon. Time is growing short, but Superman is on the way. Powerful forms streaking through the night sky, red cape whistling in the wind. Can he arrive in time? And what new unforeseen danger is already creeping in on the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgreen with Lois Lane about to enter the all-unknowing? Tune in next time and follow the story. Remember, be with us again for the next startling transcribed installment of Superman! Superman appears in Action Comics Magazine. <laughs>